1310 on your smart speaker. It is News Talk KZRG. Steve Scott, Ted Bohorkas. My name is Peter Thiel, and this is a gentleman that uh, ran for the U.S. Senate. He is also a fighter uh, for the Second Amendment and for our rights. He's also a freedom of speech advocate, Donald Trump supporter, ladies and gentlemen, our friend Mark McCloskey. Mark, what's going on, buddy? Oh, hey, thanks for having me on. You know, uh, we're just down in Joplin today. We're going to be addressing the Kiwanis Club up at the uh, Twin Hills Golf and Country Club this afternoon. Actually, starting at 11 o'clock this morning. It's uh, If you want to have lunch, it's 15 bucks. If you want to just come and, and hang out and, and listen to what I have to say, it's free. Uh, we'd like to get everybody out there that we can. Uh, and we're just we're out there beating the bushes for, for freedom and trying to restore our republic. You know, it's uh, a lot of people are going in. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Tomorrow night is going to be the first Republican presidential debate. And uh, President Trump has decided he's not going to participate. But I think he has a lot of stuff on his docket. Mm -hmm. Do you think he should be debating in these things? You know, I think it's a little premature. I think that, you know, all the uh, the backbenchers that are running against him right now, I think DeSantis is on the way down. Uh, you know, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's on his way up. We, we've met most of these guys. The only, when we were at CPAC this spring, we met everybody running for president except for Ron DeSantis, who didn't show up. Uh, but the, the guy who impressed me the second most after President Trump was Vivek. And I thought he's a dynamic young guy. If he was, I think he'd be a great choice for VP, for example. I don't think he's got the, uh, the gravitas to change the world the way Donald Trump does. But I think it's, it's, a, it's kind of a thin field out there. I mean, you've got eight people up there debating. And by the way, in the format, they're not going to be allowed an opening statement. You're only getting 45 seconds for a response. It's not really a good format to, for somebody like Donald Trump. Yeah, but I, I, my, my lone thing on it is, uh, and I get why he's not doing it, by the way. Uh, my only thing with, uh, I think, that getting President Trump uh, on the debate stage is essentially to hone the message for 2024. He is still, uh, it, it's at least what has been presented so far. He's busy defending himself uh, for these ridiculous charges. And, you know, people don't vote for the past. They always vote for the future. And I think that's one of the things I think that that before 2024, I think as of today, and as we know, things can change. Uh, in 2024, I uh, you know, people are going to want to know what they're voting for in the future. That's what people want to know. And I think that's where I think President Trump is missing out on, is just to hone the message. Yeah. And I and I think that getting up there and dispatching of these folks is, you know, he's so good at that. I think that's what he's missing out on. And I think I think we'll see that down the road when the when the field gets winnowed out a little bit. I think that he's doing a, a, a Tucker uh, Carlson broadcast to overshadow the, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, debate. Yeah. And, you know, when, when Tucker got fired, um, I thought, you know, when, when I would be on Tucker Carlson's show, I'd talk to three and a half million people or something like that. And uh, when he got fired, I thought, well, going on Twitter, is he going to be able to reach three and a half million people? Or his first show, 116 million people. Well, it, well, it was 116 viewings. It may not have been that many people. Yeah. But, cause still. It, it, but it's still amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's still amazing. So it's going on right from there. I know in the state of Missouri, uh, you're not going to run for governor, are you? I am not, no. Okay. All right. Are you done running for office or are you going to run for office again? Well, you know, uh, that's an interesting question. The question has been since the Senate race, can we be more effective spreading the word as, as pundits rather than as politicians? And, you know, if you saw Mark Levin's show last Sunday night, 
with uh, uh, David uh, uh, Victor Davis Hanson. Yeah. Um, you know, they were kind of saying what I've been saying for the last three years, and that is this is a post-political time in America. Politics isn't going to save us. Politicians in D.C. aren't going to save us. Even your 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 new good state senator here, Jill Carter, is not as much as I like her, isn't going to save us because she's up there in a rhino swamp. People have to save themselves. There's going to be no cavalry coming over the hill to save us. It's not going to come from D.C. It's not going to come from Jeff City. It's going to come from each and every individual. And we have to each and every one of us stand up and say we're going to pull our freedoms back. And can you do it? Can you go up to D.C.? If I, for example, if I got elected to Congress, one of 435 congressmen, can I make a material difference? Or will I just get, get you know, buried under an avalanche of uh, rhino poo? And that's that's the real question. Yeah, I, I think the the big thing that's going up, and we've been really fortunate. We got a great congressman in Eric Burleson who took over for Billy Long, of whom I'm very fond of. And, uh, and Eric Burleson is up there doing the right thing, and he's fighting the right fight. Uh, you know, the sad thing is, uh, in this post-constitutional America, is that we have to have people that get up there that are not eaten by the swamp. Mm-hmm. And so many of these people that we send up, and uh, and I don't think Burleson is one of them, by the way. I think he's going to be good, and I think uh, Jake LaTurner is going to be good as well. Mm-hmm. Um but a lot of these guys get up there and they they drink that Potomac water and they get Potomac fever and all of a sudden they think of how to enrich themselves. Yeah, all of a sudden they start having lunch at the Cafe Milano and uh, trying to be big shots and going to the coffee and cigar bars and yeah. over in Arlington and all of a sudden, you know, your job isn't to re- represent the rights of the people and support the Constitution. Your job is to gather as much money as humanly possible to guarantee your reelection and eventually a nice house in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, and and there's some truth to that, Mark McCloskey. It's uh, I think that people get to D.C. I think there's two things that happen. Uh, number one, you know, you're away from your family. Most of the Congress people and senators, their families remain in their home state or district. Mm-hmm. You're away from the family, so it's uh, so the deal is, what do you do with your free time? Mm-hmm. Well, you go to the cocktail parties. And that's where you're exposed to the lobbyists. That's when you're exposed to people of different ideas than you. Mm-hmm. And you and you go, well, you know what? I think I may vote with so-and-so on this. They're really a good person. I really like them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's giving away my soul. And eventually they do. Yeah. You know, I used to have this cartoon on my wall where a dad's talking to his school-aged daughter. And he says, who does a congressman work for? And she says, the people. And he says, well, let me rephrase a question. Let's assume you're trying to get a job that pays you $174,000 a year for two years but costs $25 million to get that job. Yeah. Now who does a congressman work for? She says, the highest bidder. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. You know, I, I like Eric Burleson. I, I thought he was a great Missouri senator. We certainly supported him in his run for Congress. I think he is a steadfast guy. But it, the, 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 the pressures that are placed upon you to go along and get along when you're in Congress, particularly as a freshman congressman, are enormous. And, uh, you know, he's standing up to it. Um, I'm not sure that everybody that, uh, you know, gets elected from Missouri stands up to it. Uh, but that's what we need. We need people that are willing to sacrifice everything. And I say this every time I give a presentation. I'll, I'll say it today. Back, uh, you know, 247 years ago, Patrick Henry said, I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. They were They were fighting much less tyranny, much less intrusion into the rights of the individual 
than we are today. And if we're going to win this thing, we have to be willing to risk our livelihood, be willing to risk our jobs, be willing to risk, like Patrick Henry, our very lives if we need to, to preserve this republic because it is worth fighting for. It's worth dying for. But right now, everybody is too comfortable, too fat and happy. We're going to wake up one day and say, where the heck did our freedoms go? Well, our freedoms are already gone. Yeah. We're, right now, all we have is a freedom to agree with the government or be persecuted. Well, and, and I'm not going to argue with that, Mark McCloskey. I think the other issue having to do with this is that uh, we also have come into a time where the bureaucracy has become so over-encompassing. One of the things that has been brought up, and Democrat pundits have said this, and this has come out not from Biden himself but his underlings, they believe if they can get Joe Biden reelected, that they can actually make elections in the future irrelevant because the Democrats believe they can create uh, – an overarching bureaucracy that is answerable to no one. Yeah. And I believe in many ways we're already there. You know, I totally agree with you. Here's the thing. What do we have? We've got Congress, we've got the executive branch, and we've got the Supreme Court. We've been being ruled by executive order for the last two and a half years. We uh, um, are going to continue to be that way. The only thing that stands between us and tyranny is the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court doesn't have an army. The Supreme Court, the only power it has is the respect of the people and the respect of the executive branch in Congress. We've got Chuck Schumer standing on the Supreme Court steps threatening uh, Justices Kavanaugh and Gorsuch that if they don't get it right, they'll have to pay the price. You've got people protesting outside the houses of the Supreme Court, even though it's against the law, and the Justice Department standing back and letting it happen. You've got the president of the United States, allegedly, Joe Biden, immediately after the Supreme Court says, thou shalt not pay back student loans, saying I'm going to do everything I can to get around that. And as soon as the Supreme Court struck down uh, racial preferences in college admissions, every major university in the country said, we're going to find a way to get around that. And that's a problem. If you lose the respect for the Supreme Court, you lose respect for the Constitution. Once there is not a Supreme Court standing between us and the destruction of our constitutional rights, our, our republic is gone. And I think we're there. I mean, Joe Biden has expressly said uh, right after he, he got sworn in with regard to the uh, uh, eviction moratorium, I know what I'm doing is illegal. I know it's unconstitutional, but I'm going to do it anyway. Today, you can see Mark McCloskey, Town & Country uh, Country Club, starts at 11 o'clock. It's, you're going to be hanging out with the Kiwanis. Mark, it's great seeing you and your lovely wife, Patricia. And again, thanks for stopping by. And I'll give myself a plug here. I now have my own radio program in St. Louis. It's Mark McCloskey on Fire. You can catch me on my Twitter feed on, with now X, uh, Facebook, Rumble, every place you get your podcast. We uh, broadcast Sunday evenings from 5 to 6 p.m. And, Pierre, I sure appreciate you letting me on your program. Hey, no morning. problem. Thank you very much. It's News Talk KZRG coming up. Our good friend Jeff Nordine, AccuWeather. Get a look at